Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 630. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Got a great show for you today. Sadly, uh, for those of you Jet fans, like all of us, that uh, wanted Aaron Rodgers or thought Aaron Rodgers was coming here, uh, you find out today that that's dead. He is uh, not going to be a New York Jet. What? And you can uh, talk all you want about, oh, Nathaniel Hackett's here. That's going to get it done. The reality is that he ain't coming here because he's going to Las Vegas. So we can put that little uh, bad boy to bed. I now hope that Derek Carr wants to be a New York Jet. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? I'm just curious. Is that coming from the same source that told you Tom Brady's going to Miami? Or the source that told you Deshaun Watson's going to Miami? Uh, no, much different source. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Uh, much cool. different source. This one gotcha. uh, comes to me, you know, after, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> eating certain things late at night. Were you, I was going to say, were you up past midnight last night? What happened? Were you up past midnight last night? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I was watching the Nets lose by 50 last Why? night. Why? I believe at one point I turned the game on. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. I thought I saw the score, Boston 27, yeah. Brooklyn 4. So to the audience. Is that, I, did I miss that? Did I have that right? I did not bring up the Nets. Yeah. I never mentioned them. I wouldn't even think of doing so. <laughs> but my basketball-loving, bald-headed partner decided yeah. unprovoked yeah. to just talk Nets basketball. Not me, him. Well, make that clear. it was twenty-seven to four. Yeah, I go. You I know what? I watched the game, bro. At this point, I think I'll turn it off and oh, go yeah? to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started recording a Rico Brunia at halftime. Uh, you did not watch that entire game. You couldn't have. Come I, on. I, I very, very rarely, Craig, will shut a game off. It's very that was rare. The one last night, and I even tweeted it. I said, for my sports mental health, yeah. I should stop watching this game. But I hung in there until halftime. As soon as I saw Frank Isola's face, no offense to Frank, <laughs> of course, I said, I'm out. I'm done. Peace out. I need to give myself a vacation, and I took it. So yes, I shut it off. Third at quarter, half-time. oh halftime. Half-time. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you there. Like, listen. Oh gee, golly, as, thanks. As great a fan as you are, there are nights when you know. And last night was one of those nights. You know what? It's not only that. It's not only you know. It was pissing me off. Like every shot, every possession, every turnover, every Tatum play. I was getting angry. And I didn't think that was good for my inner, inner, innerness, you know? Your innerness? My innerness. Yeah, your soul. So I said, was. They stole your soul last night. They stole it, and then they shoved it down my throat. Yeah, yeah so Boston's got Brooklyn's soul. That's about the extent of the net talk today. <laughs> uh, listen, here's the deal on Aaron Rodgers. Like I told you. This is going to be this ongoing saga until uh, it, it becomes official. And I, the reason I bring this up is because I'm already sick and tired, not just on the Aaron Rodgers front, 
but just in general, the way the media is when it comes to, you know, random um, reports, not quoting anybody of note or anybody even on record, uh, because there's this thing going on. It's, it's been going on for a while now where there are reporters that cover teams or cover sports for a multitude of, out- of outlets. And it's no longer about when I get news, I'm going to report it. And I hope I break news more than other people because I'm good at my job. And when I don't have things, I'm, I got nothing to report. Mm-hmm. And now we live in this world where it's got to be, I'm going to throw stuff up out there that there's enough possibility that it could happen that I might get it right. Right, right. And if I don't get it right, well, I never said it was a lock to happen. I never said this is money to happen by 3 o'clock today. And the reason I say that is there's a report out there again today, and there'll be one tomorrow and another one on Monday and then one Super Bowl Sunday afternoon that, quote-unquote now, Joe Douglas is aggressively going after Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. As if to say, wow, the Jets, you know, he's aggressively going after him. Well, the Jets, by proxy, are having uh, daily conversations with the Green Bay Packers about what they have to give up to get him. And they're talking to Aaron Rodgers about, you know, is this a place that you would want to come play, blah, blah, blah. And it's made up because I can tell you as a fact that Joe Douglas has not picked up the phone or uh, gone to his email or his social media account and reached out to a random reporter and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm going after Aaron Rodgers aggressively. You can go ahead and print that. Right. I think you agree with me on that. I think that Joe Douglas has proven in the time he's been here he's a tight-lipped general Yes, manager. and he comes from a franchise, pardon me, a little uh, shrimp dumpling still left over from a lunch I ate in the car on the way down to filming my own Super Bowl commercial. Uh, that being said, that's a story for another day, though, Evan. <laughs> it's quite a drop. Um, yeah. It's quite a flex, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, shrimp um, dumpling, Super Bowl yeah. commercial, basically implying a limousine all in oh, one no, no, sentence. No, no. I drove myself in my black 50,000-mile oh. Hyundai Elantra. Oh, okay, not as Yes, impressive. I am not bougie. I used to be. Uh, but no, no, I drove myself. Parked on the street, probably get a ticket, but I'm here on time. Hmm. Uh, that being said, Joe Douglas isn't telling people what he's doing. No, I agree. He's not that kind of GM. And he comes from an organization that is. Philly notoriously uh, picks up the phone and calls Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, literally before people even leave the room. That's documented. Right. And my problem with that is it's not right or fair to real, true uh, New York Jet fans in this case, but pick your uh, favorite team when it does happen to you because it's not based on anything factual. I think the problem is we as fans are desperate for information, even if the information isn't true. Right. I really think that. Like, and by the way, of course, if you actually take the time, and I did last night, there are only, and I mean this, and please punch a hole in it if you can, there are two, and not three and not four, there are two AFC teams that are going to fight for Aaron Rodgers, if the Green Bay Packers do trade him. And I think a lot of people even say, you know, forgetting the fact that they may not trade him. Mm-hmm. If they trade him, in my opinion, he's either going to the New York Jets or the Las Vegas Raiders, and there's nobody else I in the market. I think there's a third team in the AFC. Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. All right. That'd okay. be the third team I'd wrestle in there. And I think that's a significant long shot. Yeah, but I think that right now, look. You know the way I am, the way you are. We are fans. We are diehard fans. I passionately want Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. So any little little nugget of information, any crumb that we get, yeah. we just swallow it whole. So sure. last night, Devontae Adams is doing a Q&A. He implies 
What neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers going to move to when he moves to Las Vegas? By the way, the question was asked by a Las Vegas Twitter account. Right. Like Las Vegas, the city. It's like a tourism account. Yeah, yeah. Was the one that asked the question. Yep. And Devontae probably jokingly says, my neighborhood. And yet we all go nuts about that. Right. So I think a part of the problem we have in the sports media landscape of today is we are willing partners in all this. We just want information. We don't want to wait till the offseason. We don't want to just wait and see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Most of us are dying for information, even when the information is crap. Yeah, like I'm sure if you're a Las Vegas Raider fan, uh, you saw Devontae Adams tweet, you went crazy in a positive manner. Meant nothing. Yeah, Jet fans saw and said, oh no, we're losing him. By the way, it would have been the same thing if uh, Brees Hall tweeted that about the Jets. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a damn thing. You know for a fact the Jets want him. You would have to assume the Raiders want him. Of course. You obviously have guys in both locker rooms that are probably going to their GM. You know, when they uh, stop by the facility saying, hey, what's the news on Aaron Rodgers? You know, we could use him. You know, we want him. What do I got to do to help get him? All that kind of stuff. But the reality is this. Obviously, they can. They have to wait to make it official, you know, June 1st. The deal will get done well before that. And you're now competing. I just, I don't think Tennessee becomes a real suitor, but I would agree they're the distant third place team. And I just look at the Jets for all the obvious reasons. And for those of you that don't follow close enough, the Raiders are a really good team too. They've got a great tight end in Waller. They've got Devontae Adams, a top three or four wide receiver. Hmm. They have an above average defense. Hmm. And uh, you're saying all of yeah. that, and I hope you realize. I know where you're going. That everything you just said contradicts your defense of Derek Carr from yeah. 48 hours ago. Yeah. If they're so good, that's right. As you described, Go ahead. how come they didn't win crap this Tell year with Derek were Carr crap. quarterback? Because they had the worst fourth quarter defense in the AFC last you just, year. You just pontificate I about said how good they have an above is. average defense. So why would Aaron want to go there? I mean, the Ravens have an above average defense. They sucked in the fourth quarter also. No, but for everything yes. you just said, yeah. Why would Aaron want to go there? Why wouldn't he want to go there? For the reasons why they couldn't win with the sturdy yeah. Derek Carr the last yeah. couple Well, of he's years. better than Derek Carr. Who is? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, I know that. It's not by a lot, but by a little. No, I trust me. I'm aware. Yeah, not by a lot, by a little. Uh, and I by the it... way, I am. I have no problem. I have no problem being a bridesmaid in this one and getting Derek Carr. That is, not, that is not a negative. By the way, as much as we argue about Rodgers yeah. versus Carr, I 1,000% agree with yep. you. When I make my realistic quarterback list, realistic, because I love Jared Goff, but I don't think the Lions are going to trade him, so you kind of rule him out. But when I make my list, Derek Carr is the backup plan. Yes. I agree with you. And now, now yeah. I will say this. You'll agree with this. Yeah. If the Jets <clears throat> don't get Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. if the Jets don't get Derek Carr, and we assume Lamar Jackson winds up figuring it out and staying in Baltimore, this has been a bad offseason. Yeah, it's going to be disappointing, yeah. Because Tom Brady's out of the mix. He's not a backup. Right. You are now left, and I say left, it's probably not a fair way of saying it. If the New York Jets wind up with Jimmy Garoppolo, is he an upgrade? Yeah, you bet your ass it's he's an upgrade. It's disappointing. But you had a chance to get one of the better quarterbacks, and if we don't get either one, We'll find a way to make ourselves happy with Jimmy Garoppolo, but it'd be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, if you end up on the level of Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill or guys like that while they're better than what they had last year, it's disappointing. But I'd even say this, Craig, as much as I'm good with Derek Carr as a second option, even that's a disappointment because he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's not the guy who you think gives you a better shot, at least in the short term, to compete with the likes of Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So there's different levels to the disappointment and the excitement. 
The grand slam is Aaron Rodgers. The nice clean single to right is Derek Carr. Yeah. The infield single is Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you pull the hamstring running to first base. I mean, that's essentially that's a what it is. Right? It's an upgrade. But it's not as big an upgrade as you wanted. Well, it's an upgrade, but it also is likely that he's not playing Week 9 because he injured himself. Now, I've got a story I was reading today online that fascinates me. A football-related, which is why I bring it up, and quarterback-related, which is why I brought it up. And the story goes that the Philadelphia Eagles, in their war room, in their pre-draft meetings, were trying to figure out how they could possibly move up in the draft two years ago, mm-hmm. and we're willing, apparently, as the story now goes, we're willing to offer just about anything and everything to draft a very specific player. Only one player they wanted that they thought they could get. They knew they couldn't get up to one and obviously get Trevor Lawrence, but the Philadelphia Eagles were begging people to move up with the hope of drafting Zachariah Wilson. Imagine how different things would be if they why, did. Why would they have wanted I to do that? I don't know. I do not know. I And I was reading it. I started to troll Eagle fans again online They today. drafted Jalen Hurts a I know. year earlier. I know. Like they were they ready wanted, to just move on from they him? They were ready to move on. That's crazy. And I found these articles and uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagle fan blogs, uh, literally, Evan, from 12 months ago, all right? In which uh, fans hated uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, he wasn't great. He his had first the three year. interception game yeah. against the Giants. He obviously got smoked by Tampa in a playoff game. And one of the stories was that, and I'll give the owner credit, Jeff Lurie. Jeff Lurie believed that he was the answer. Howie Roseman, their GM, wanted him out. And Evan, and that's one. So you're this I'm is t- thirteen months ago. No, 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 no. So yes. That- I'm trying to timetable this correctly. Go. So you're talking about going into the 2021 draft where the Jets selected Zach Wilson. Yes. Jalen was a rookie in 2020. Correct. Played a handful of games. That's right. Some positives, a lot of negatives. There were big question marks about him. Oh, no doubt. But incomplete. Like, we we didn't know. The guy played a handful of games. Uh Uh-huh. So that was the point where the Eagles were thinking or rumored to be thinking about Ah, screw it. This didn't work out. So That's a wasted second they round They wanted pick. Zach Wilson, all right? And then the following year, uh, Harry Roseman did not think that Jalen Hurts was the answer, and the fan base despised him. So for all these Eagle fans now that are yelling and screaming at me and calling me names and, you know, uh, you're bringing things up and attacking me, 13 months ago, oh. you were dying for him to be traded. I, th- I thought you were bringing this up. Not no, no, I'm just showing like the fans, etymology to, here. Oh, I thought you were just trying to remind Jet fans, see, you got to be patient with Zach Wilson. No, no, I'm definitely not saying oh, that. That's, no, no, I, no, not that's at all. how I took it. Not at all, not at all. I'm just saying it's funny how your know, things sometimes work out even when you do everything in your power to make them not work out. Well, I mean, look at Daniel Jones at a varying yeah. degree. Yeah. I mean, look at the view on him, but I, I, I don't think for the most part that patience always works out. Sometimes it does, and sometimes you're rewarded with Jalen Hurts having the year he's had in his second full season as a starting quarterback. But a lot of times, your patience is just spitting your wheels with crap. Yeah. So, listen, we got a lot to do today, lots of football, as we've almost made it through uh, the week prior to. Uh, We are not here tomorrow. I have no idea who's filling in for us tomorrow. Uh, I imagine it's not uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, so I wish I could tell you who is, but I did listen to Tommy yesterday driving home, and my ears still hurt from being yelled at for uh, an hour and a half. That being said, love the energy, love the passion, love the consistency. That is a diehard Giant fan with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know why, 
But maybe he was made fun of as a he, kid. He had some very, very powerful last words when he signed off. He that said, I did not hear. I heard he the said, first half hour. Coming up, Net Celtics, you're about to get crushed. Try to enjoy the game anyway. My God. And then it happened to My God. There you go. There you go. All right, Tommy. Who's doing the bridge show tonight? Uh, I am again. What? Ooh, Look at go. you. You're on fire. Three out of four. That's What's in, up with that, you over there, Big that's, Mac? That's not true, but... Feels like it's been three out of four. Well, yeah, it's two and two. He had the where well, he filled in for Keith makes it sound like. Oh, that's why the bridge yeah. shows are two for two. Two for two in the bridge. He got the bonus show because Keith had a day off. Got it. Yeah. All right, just a little, uh, little friendly competition. Are you, are you keeping score at home? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> next uh, week's next week's three for me, two for him. So I'm sitting pretty next week. Nice. Next a rough week's week for week. me this week, but next week. And is I'll it like no in every other in day, like your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he's Tuesday, Thursday? No, or is it's, it Monday, kind of, Tuesday, it's kind of been like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are mine, and Thursday and Friday are his. Got it's it. Kind of All right. I like Should that. I put a poll out? Which bridge show do you like more, Lugie versus Big well, Mac, or is that I, not nice? I would wait till next week. Let them both get the, this week is a pro Tommy week. Next week is a pro Big Mac week. And then I think we do that poll right after okay. that. Well, and they can both uh, share in with Tweedledee and Tweedledum tomorrow. Now, oh, you guys are filling in? Yes. Oh, nice. Good for you. I said no to that. Okay, awesome. I'm sure <laughs> I guess you don't have great. to pull around here. You thought you did. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't. I guess I don't. I may have been talking to myself when I said it, but uh, I may have also said something to Spike. Uh, by the way, your girl, Trista Crick, uh, Tommy's uh, sometime partner here you know, when he does weekends and stuff, mm -hmm. but she fell for the all-time greatest troll job in the last month. I mean, it is. You got to bleep out the last word if you guys want to do that for me. Evan, I set this up perfectly. She cursed? You, oh, yeah, she cursed. That's how annoyed she was? So annoyed with me today, <laughs> as are half a million other people that watch the video. <laughs> so I'll just give you the, you want the quick setup now or later? Yeah. You can uh, here's that. the setup. These are the five people that LeBron James cannot beat one-on-one. -on -one. Stupid, right? Yeah, right. But there's a point to it. Kevin Durant. All right, you could certainly argue that, Kevin Durant, right? That's not a fact, right? Bro. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so I go, I go, Kevin Durant... Uh, I think I Luka. went Luka Doncic. Okay. Gotta go Luka. Could argue that. However you want to do I'm it. I'm good with that. No problem. Steph Curry. Okay. Okay. And I go, he won't even take a step in from the logo, and he won't lose to LeBron. <laughs> and then I got funny. I went Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay. okay? <laughs> and then the final guy that LeBron James cannot beat one-on-one. -on -one. Jeremy Lin, specifically from February 5th to February 12th <laughs> in 2012. So it's, isn't it obvious what I'm doing? Yes, it is. Not to her, it wasn't. <laughs> Not to her. You guys give me that audio after the break, all right? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. UFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. When's the last time you happened to just uh, randomly... Uh you know, a surf past HBO, and there was a movie you wanted to watch actually on one of the seven HBO channels. 2006. Like, no joke. And I'm a big HBO guy. I love HBO. I can't tell you the last time HBO had a movie on that I had any interest in watching. I don't, know, I don't know how time, they lost all the movies. Last time I think I even watched HBO was probably for Curb when it was on a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? I mean, I go on HBO Max, so I watch Curb all the time. Right. So I do like the HBO Max service a lot. Larry Sanders what? show, go a little old school. One of the greats. Yeah. But like, I, like every weekend, like if I have a random hour, I got nothing to do, the kids are all out. I'm like, eh, I'm just go to Channel 300, see what's on HBO. Nothing, ever. You know what's got better I movies? I also am not a sci-fi guy. What's up? Well, no. What's not everything that happens in sci-fi? No, but I'm just saying. You garbage, know. though. That's... The only thing is Curb Your Enthusiasm. They, they have an extremely successful show that's going on right now. I forget the name of it. What? Uh, the, the, the Last of Us. The Last of Us. I'm not into zombies, but it's yeah. extremely successful. The is House it a zombie of, show? House of Dragons was a huge hit. He tries to one-up us. He okay. can't even name the show. Yeah. A really way, popular show. I, I respect the fact that House of Dragons is a big hit. Yeah. I never heard of uh, This is the Last of Us. But I have seen the the title, I guess. I, I don't know what it's successful. about. It's only like three episodes in. So it's, it's a zombie practice. show? Kind of. Yeah. It's based a, on a video game. Very yeah, popular I'm not a zombie game. guy. Besides Game of Thrones, it's the biggest opening since Boardwalk Empire. Like, All right, so then that's on me. That's yeah. on me. I'll take ownership. I'll take a loss but on I that. Good job, HBO. On the movies. More zombies. <laughs> on the movies, I think it's just lack of good movies. You know what they ought to do? They ought to, uh, they ought to combine the zombie concept with the... Cowboy Yellowstone concept and do cowboy zombies. There you go. Not a bad idea. Right? The only zombie thing I like is on Call of Duty when you could play zombie mode and just wax thousands of zombies. I like that. A couple of years ago, they mixed Abe Lincoln and zombies and created a movie called Abe Lincoln no, Vampire. Vampire. That's what it was. Abe Lincoln Vampire Killer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He became a vampire killer. Well, yeah. Before he was ever president, as a young man, he like that's vampires. how he made his bones in this uh, well, in the new country. That's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like the way to believe. make Abe Lincoln interesting to Craig. Yeah. By the way, you show me a young Abe Lincoln uh, taking out vampires, <laughs> I am sitting and watching. Now you understand why I went to his boyhood home. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to see where he kept the fangs? <laughs> yes. All right.
This place yeah, smells but like I, garlic. Maybe, you know, you might be right. The reason I'm down on HBO right now is maybe I just don't like that that type of of garbage. You know, well, if you put on MLB Network on at like eleven o'clock every yeah. night, yeah. there's the same five baseball movies over and over again. Oh, well, they're still doing that. You can watch a little Big League. You can watch a little Rookie of the Year. Ugh. You can watch a little uh, A League of Their Own. Yeah, little Field of Dreams. They don't have the rights to the Sandlot. I think they've had Sandlot. You know, on. speaking of MLB, there's a big uh, fight going on right now. Uh, remember Anthony Recker? He was on SNY for a minute. Backup catcher for the Mets. Yeah, yeah. so Anthony Recker has a gig now, I guess, on MLB Network. And he uh, he called Alex Manoa of the Blue Jays. He didn't use this word, but he basically said, you're fat and he lazy. He fat-shamed Alec Manoa. Yeah, he goes, uh, I'd, I'd really love to see you spend more time in the gym and be committed to your body, right? right? And, and being in better shape. Now, you were telling me, even as a bigger guy, Alex Manoa is a Alec. stud pitcher. Alec Manoa. What happened? Alec Manoa. I don't, I don't acknowledge that name. Okay. I apologize. Right, Alex. Uh, Alec is for the birds. Really? I, with all due respect. I mean, yes, my name is Craig. I'd rather you not call me Greg. So I respect but Alec, like, you don't acknowledge? I don't really think there is such a name as Alec. So when Alec Burks was on the Knicks, you just called I, him Burks? I called him Alex. <laughs> Alex Burks. Okay. Yeah, or A.B. In any event, is <laughs> a thick, big dude. Yeah, big guy. And uh, Anthony Reck was like, I love you. I got nothing bad to say about you, but, about you, but you know, hit the gym, big guy. Something like that. And uh, the poop hit the fan today, I guess. So, uh, well, Manoa got pissed off. Well, first, Marcus Stroman uh, gets uh, puts his two cents into the matter. So you know how that goes. Then Manoa responds, and then Anthony Recker made a classic mistake. First, Anthony Recker apologized to Marcus Stroman, and then he apologized to, to Alex Manoa. Well, no, but worse than that, what he you claimed everything was taken out of context. The, the context was you, you said he's out of shape. The context was go work out in the gym more. Now, the, the topic at hand was p- your pitchers under 30 you want to build your team around. So it's obviously complimentary, but he pointed out, yeah, yeah, I would probably take Manoa, but I need him to work out in now, the gym. To be fair, there are a number of guys historically in Major League Baseball who don't need to be svelte and ripped and uh, jacked. Uh, CC Sabathia, David Wells come immediately to mind. Sure, Sid yeah. Fernandez, yeah. if you want to go back to the 80s with the Mets. There are some guys whose body type uh, allows them to pitch at a heavier weight than everybody else. Some have even been better when yeah. they're at that heavier I think Sabathia weight. was better when he was a bigger dude, wasn't he? Yeah. He was also older, but you get the point, Skinny right? CC, not effective, as effective as larger CC. Yeah, so I, I put together a list, uh, Evan. Of what? I've got the Mount Rushmore fat pitchers. Really? Yes, I do. Just pitchers? Yeah, because I think that, that I want to keep it, you know, I want to keep it as as a focus no, as possible. that's fair. So who's on your Mount Rushmore? You want to take it? I, I think you're going to be really impressed with my Mount Rushmore. Well, there's one guy that if he's not on your list, your list sucks. How Babe about that? Ruth is number one. Thank you. Okay, number two. Two-way player, obviously. Number not quite like Otani, but fat pitcher, the Bambino. Bang. Number two. Oh, Cece. Louis Tiant. Louis Tiant. How about that? Fat guy. Fat guy. Yeah. Hmm. Number three. Fernando Valenzuela. Boy, I didn't use him. Good one, though. Not good enough? Not fat enough? No, good one. Not Maybe I, I should have considered him. I didn't. All right. Uh, number two, of course, uh, Carlson Charles. C.C. Uh, Sabathia. C.C. Sabathia. Uh, I mean, he's number three. Pardon me. Number four is a tough one. Hmm. 
Number four is a tough, well, tough. Well, I assume yeah. you go with Boomer David Wells. That's exactly who I want. He's got to be the guy. Guy threw a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, and he threw was a perfect the, game. And also. One and, World Series, threw a perfect game. And also, he was the epitome of, of sloppy. the fat guy. Yeah. And I think what David Wells loved is he embraced it. And was like, yeah, yeah you're damn right I am. Yeah. And, and you know what? As fat as I am, I'm a better athlete than all of you. By Because it's harder to be successful at the pro level and uh, be fat. Uh, which is why I think we have to rejoice when fat guys excel. Uh, my apologies, Big Mac. Uh, when fat guys excel now, at the professional level, you know, I like it even more, which is why when uh, your guy, uh, Bachigaloop Jones, hit that home run and Gary Cohen said it was the greatest moment in baseball history, which is a clown comment to make, of course, uh, it's because he's fat. So, you did, But you didn't put him on the list. I did not. Because he's he not, just, I mean, he's not like a... Uh, did, he, did he just miss it? He's not like a borderline Hall of Famer. He had a good he career, He was a journeyman pitcher who everybody adores. He had a good career. What was his name? Bartolo Colon. Bingo, bango. Nice job on that, Tommy. Point for you. I mean, he was big man, though. He was ridiculous. Big sexy. Big. Yeah, anyway. So that's my uh, Mount Rushmore right. fat I think the fat only pitchers. controversy you'll have is there'll be a lot of fight on Big Bart not being on the list. I, by the way, I appreciate that. My list doesn't have to be the definitive answer, although it typically is. Uh, Ralph Acchiano just uh, tweeted out. I also don't remember Louis Tion being like fat, fat. Oh, yeah, big, big dude. Right. Told you I went fishing with him. Remember I told you that story? Wait, would you call him fat, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how many pounds did he weigh? Louis Tion? Yeah, if I'm going to look it up. Now, like, I'm curious. In his playing days, I think he was 430. <laughs> he was not 430. Yes, he was. He carried it well, oh, come but on. his angles oh, were huge. On. We got a problem. Go ahead. According to baseball reference. Go, go right ahead. Louis Tion was 180. Not when I saw him. When the hell did you see him? I, I tell you, I, it was the summer of 1991. That doesn't count. Why not? He was still pitching. He was out of baseball a decade earlier. Yeah, I felt it to me like he was still pitching. He wasn't pitching in the 90s. He retired no, in the 80s. Early maybe 80s. like the Venezuelan League or something. <laughs> I think Louis T. I can't be on this list. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's just my list. I know, but he's, have not, list. he's not even fat. He was fat when I went fishing with him. <laughs> I tell you, that took up the whole damn boat. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ralph Vacchiano has tweeted, uh, Jalen Hurts has acknowledged that his shoulder is still not 100%, uh, but it is getting better, and he's dealing with it, and there ain't nothing else to say about the shoulder. It's a non-story. Good for Jalen Hurts on that one. Could have made excuses for only throwing for 100 yards in a playoff game, but he didn't. Make excuses. They scored 38 points. <laughs> 31. 31. Oh, 38 against the Giants. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here's Mike in Milford, Connecticut. Michael, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing First great. Caller, long time listener. All right, thanks. Evan, you're killing me because I'm a Met Ranger, Nick, 49er fan. Oh. So I love to disagree with Carter. But on this, you're, you're, you're way off. To me, you got to look at it as it's one person's fault. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle for the, the non-challenge on the uh, Devontae Smith plan? Let me, let me go. For the non-challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. That's number one. Number two, how do you go into that game with that backup quarterback? He can't even catch a snap. Right? I mean, it turned out you happen to be right. I can't argue what before you heard. What were your other options? I mean, you're downing your fifth quarterback <laughs> at this point, and Jimmy this wasn't available. Point. This is my point. He's the, he's the best offensive mind in football, correct? Yeah. All right, so if he's the best offensive mind in football, how do you not have Debo, CMC, and Juszczyk in the backfield, you get a big lineup, and you run the ball? 
We're Mike, Mike, of- Mike, I don't disagree with any of your critiques on Kyle Shanahan, the kind of playing more creative and desperate in the second half, the non-challenge on no. Devontae. So I agree with you, but here's what you're not mentioning, which I'm surprised the by. No, no, I get, I get that. Oh, so you're saying instead of going to Josh Johnson? They had no choice but to go to Josh Johnson. Yeah, He's their backup quarterback. You're also deflecting from my entire point. Well, all those criticisms on Kyle Shannon, fine. I agree. And I mentioned this the other day. The non-challenge on the Devontae Smith play, Huge. unacceptable. I agree. Not trying something in the second half instead of putting poor Brock Purdy back in, unacceptable. But what you're not mentioning is that your defense... The number one defense in the NFL failed in the first half of this game. Yes. That's my point. Yeah. And I don't understand how a Niner fan wouldn't join in on ripping your Ballyhoo defense. I think if you're a Niner fan, as much as you love Kyle Shanahan, you rip him first specifically for the non-challenge because it did turn out to lead to points, and you would have had the ball at midfield 0-0. So I think that's probably where their ire is, number one. Number two, I think, uh, to an extent I'm with you, that big bad Vaughn defense did not get the job done. And then you could go over an organizational decision to go into a game like that, recognizing that while you're on your third-string quarterback who never expected to play in the NFL this year, or maybe ever, that you didn't have a credible backup behind him. All fair, who all guilty. Who is that going to be, though? I mean, Josh oh, Johnson no, the fact is a that guy. All year, they didn't even acquire anybody. Well, I get That's that, my but point. they also kept losing guys. Trey Lance got hurt. No, no, Jimmy Garoppolo got point hurt. Once Brock Purdy becomes your starting quarterback, and you know Jimmy G ain't coming back, and obviously Trey from Jump was not coming back this year. And again, to be fair, this is a hindsight call. You don't know that Brock Purdy's going to get hurt the way he did and not be able to play or throw a ball. But with hindsight being a part of this, you can look back and go, wait a minute. Who thought it was a good idea to have Josh Johnson as Brock Purdy's well, backup? What were your other options at that well, point? Trying is to it, acquire somebody else that might Craig, be available. Who else is know. available? This is a guy who's at least played in the league for a million years. Now, granted, doesn't have a lot of experience, hasn't played in the playoffs, but right. you're now down to your fourth quarterback. I'd have to go back and look who's available. I don't know. That, I, I think It would have been anybody all that great, obviously. That criticism, while I understand it, yeah. is the ultimate Monday morning quarterback. What I'm saying is, and it's really just in defense of this, the Eagles haven't proven anything, they haven't beaten anybody, is the simple fact their offense marched up and down the field against the number one defense in the NFL. That's just just what happened. Uh, Opening drive of the game, challenge or no challenge, they put up seven. Right after the Niners tied the game, what did the Niner defense do? They committed four brutal penalties, and the Eagles put up seven. Like You can't dispute that. You can try to excuse it all you want, but it happened. The vaunted Niner defense gave up three touchdowns in the first half of that game. Uh, Here's your Super Bowl Woody Johnson uh, uniform color update. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to wear white jerseys. The Eagles, let me guess. Yep, they're going to wear green Ah. because they're green. Um, And Adam Schefter reports, for what it's worth, that in the last 18 Super Bowls, the team that wore white Won 15 out of the 18. <laughs> We're so desperate. <laughs> how, about that? how about that? For a little factoid there. Huh? How about what's, you the last, what's the last time a team wore green and won the Super Bowl? It'd be the Eagles be five the Eagles years ago. 17. Crap. Yeah, did they wear green in that game or white? I'm trying know. to remember Probably, that. I vaguely think they wore green. I'm going to look yeah, it I up. Think they Seems like my memory of the uniform. Philly specials wearing green. Yeah. You know? Yes. Do they take that statue down if they win a Super Bowl this year? No, I think it depends how they win, but you add to it, don't you? (laughs) 
Yeah, they were in green. I'm looking at highlights. Yeah, because think about it. The Eagles have a statue of a backup quarterback, and a coach that is no longer there in their parking lot. Hero. Hero. Championship. Yeah. Uh, to this point, we'll see if it changes. That's their one title. Yeah. That's I, their one I, I Super Bowl, man. I don't think they're going to have to worry about adding statues to the uh, parking lot. You really that confident? Sure. 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 Because... At the end of the day, the Eagle pass rush is scary, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes is still playing on one leg. <laughs> I can see it now, by the way. Mahomes gets knocked out of this game, and the excuses are written. Well, this is the cheapest Super Bowl of all time. They beat nobody. Right. Who's, Backup quarterback. Who's the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl? <laughs> you get a lot of that stuff. By the way, have you seen the uh, Hubba Baloo about uh, Steph Curry and... The proposed uh, building uh, near his home. Yes. He does not come across like a decent human being on that story. Listen, now, does he, he just wants his privacy, Craig. They are talking about building 16 multifamily townhouses uh, behind Steph Curry's massive backyard. Okay. Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha, are vehemently uh, protesting and uh, trying to throw their weight around a bit in their county to make sure that that multifamily housing units are not built because, in theory, would infringe on them being able to enjoy their wealth. Well, hold on. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy defending them, yeah. but can I just make one point for them? You can do whatever you like. Right. Yeah. Steph Curry is one of the most famous athletes in America. That's right. Would you so agree with that? People that make less money should not be allowed to live in his neighborhood. No, but it's, it's not his neighborhood. Is that the idea? His privacy is yeah. at major risk. Why? Because they're not they're not building him on his land. Aren't they building it like right They're building his... it on land behind his property. Okay. He does, you know, buy the property. Right. You know, do what a lot of rich people do. You buy all the property around you. That is smart. So you can be insulated from multifamily housing. So why didn't he do That's that? That's all. Why hasn't he done that? I have no He's idea. Got millions of dollars. But you got some balls telling people that don't make a lot of money that they can't live in your neighborhood. That's a bad look all the way around. He has a, a $30 million mansion. And you have people who uh, probably want to send their kids to what I imagine are probably better schools or this or that. Yeah, not on my watch, they're not. Are you kidding me? I won't be safe if I let middle uh, uh, blue-collar, middle America people live near me. I don't think he's saying safe. I think it's the whole privacy thing. That people Safety are going to take pictures and, and By yeah, the way, sell no it to the paparazzi. No to the roof of the townhouse going, try to take a picture of Steph Curry. Nobody? No. Oh, there'll be somebody. No. <laughs> When they could sell that to the National Enquirer for $500,000. Come on now. What are we doing? That's a bad look. That's a, that's a uh, loss for Steph Curry. It's a loss, but it's getting very... he doesn't very... have a lot of public losses. That's one of them. It's a loss, but it's getting very little attention. Imagine if this was LeBron James. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my uh, I'll ask the question that the nobody's the asking. What? ESPN's not covering this story. You think if it was LeBron, they would? Yeah. I don't. Oh, you don't think they? Do you think they would protect LeBron? I think they would protect LeBron the way they protect Steph Curry. LeBron is the covered. The story hasn't very... gotten mainstream, really. Yeah, because of Steph Curry. Yeah, LeBron is covered very differently than Steph Curry. You know that. You think ESPN by them too? I'm. I can't say specifically ESPN, but in general, LeBron James is the guy who elicits controversy. I mean, so Steph Curry's the kid gloves. Steph come Curry, out from Steph Curry. Oh, we love Steph Curry. It's handled very different. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Even you. I can see the way you're talking about it. You're careful to rip Steph Curry. What? Yeah, you're like, ah. I'm the guy that brought it up. You did. And you're, and you're criticizing I'm not careful him. about it at all. You're saying I think it, it's disgusting and ugly. I think you're saying it in a different way as if it was LeBron. It'd be different if it was LeBron. It'd be a little bit more 
What, more vitriol? Yeah. Who do you think you yeah. are? That kind of thing? Come on, you know I'm right. By the way, do you think Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar shows up to the night that he breaks the record or no? Yeah. You do? Yeah, why not? Well, I don't think he does. Why? Maybe if it's in L.A., he would. Well, they're planning it for it to be in L.A., hence why he sat out the Brooklyn game. They're trying to they're trying time to... it out so it happens at home. Yeah. But I would assume so. He's... It's incredible that he's breaking that record. Because think about it. That was a record growing up. I don't think anybody was ever going to touch that. It's kind of like the DiMaggio thing, right? No one's ever going to hit the ball in a 57 consecutive games. There, there are certain streaks or certain records that you just assume, okay, that's not going to be touched. And that was one of those records that you looked at and said, probably not. But he's got a small window. He's got the two games at home next week, and then they go on the road for a couple of days. And then he'd have to manipulate it even further to make sure it happens in L.A., and I think he wants it in L.A. Here is uh, Matty in Waldwick. Matty, what do you got? Hey, guys. How you doing? So I've been waiting all week. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course. 49ers fan here. Uh, waiting all week to get on to, to discuss it a little bit. I couldn't disagree more with that last caller and with you guys when you talk about Shanahan. and Yeah. Niners. No, not, not for nothing. Prior to Shanahan, we had uh, Vic Van, uh, Fangio, we had uh, Singletary, and we were doing nothing. You know, Shanahan comes in, we're a play away from the Super Bowl, Grappa overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, we lose in the NFC Championship game to the Rams last year because the offense led by Grappa didn't make plays. And then this year, an unfortunate injury. Now I'm hearing about Shanahan gets quarterbacks hurt. You know, as a Niners fan, I didn't hear people complaining about Steve Young getting concussions and blaming the coaches in the nineties. I don't think so he was I blaming understand. I don't think he was blaming Kyle Shannon for him getting hurt. I think he was more criticizing the non challenge and then criticizing so, yeah, not the trying I was Yeah, I was livid about the non challenge. Right. I was going nuts about it. There you go. I think my five year old son was like, What are you doing, Dad? But like <laughs> that should have been challenged regardless. Um but Everything else there after that is football. Like, guys get hurt, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate that... You know, no, but Matt, would you not... Did you not want to try something in the second half besides having yeah, a quarterback I mean, with a torn UCL hand the ball off 100 times? I think, honestly, once we got down uh, 21-7, I didn't really see much happening by just running the ball. Like, it would have been very exactly. difficult to score three three touchdowns with, like, with that last caller said, Debo, McCaffrey, and Juszczyk back there. Yeah, it, it might have looked better. But the third time, like, when we were 7-7 in the middle of the second quarter. Then it was 14 Exactly. And then the drop snap, you know, it was 21-7 going into half, and we're getting the ball. Yeah, maybe we could have done something. But, I mean, put every every Niners fan on a lie detector test, I bet you no one's going to say we're going to come back. But that doesn't matter. Like, if you're, you're going to come back or not, obviously the odds were stacked against you. No one's denying that. Right. But you want to see you try. And we both respect Kyle Shanahan as one of the best offensive minds in for football. Sure, for sure. Why not try something besides putting the obvious out up. there? He gave up. He uh, he had no plan. He gave up. They didn't try the wildcat. I think they threw eight total passes in the entire second half. Uh, they even had Christian McCaffrey throw the ball to the wide open uh, blades of grass. Uh, they gave up. Uh, they, he didn't even consider guys on his team like Juwan Jennings who is a four-star uh, recruit out of high school, who is uh, thought of back then, and not now, obviously, as better than Joe Burrow, uh, Sam Darnold, and uh, Lamar Jackson coming out of high school. Never even contemplated having that kid line up. But, but here we are now in New York, not in San Francisco. That's old news. It's behind us. And we have a Super Bowl in nine days. And then what do we have? We have nothing. We got Ugats. 
We got two basketball teams that aren't winning a championship. We got hockey teams nobody cares about. And we got baseball teams that, fingers crossed, make a run. But even if they both make a run, we got to wait six months for that. There are certain times I just don't like what you say sometimes. Like, you say stuff. What? And it's just like. You got to find some hobbies or something. Yeah, just the way you say stuff. Maybe after a few old Saved by the Bell episodes. (laughs) Well, that's not a bad idea. Something like that, right? I don't mind that. Yeah, like, uh, let's uh, take a look at, was Kelly Kapowski the hottest sitcom star? (laughs) You want me to answer that? Yeah, feel free. Kelly Kapowski, it's interesting. Top five. Kelly Kapowski versus Valerie Malone. Fascinating debate. It really is. Not a lot of people know Valerie Malone. It's the same person. Of course. It's the same person. What do you mean the same person? It's her. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? Tiffany Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. She played Kelly Kapowski. I think most of us know who she was. Well, you should. If you don't, you miss out. She then proceeds to jump to 90210, replacing a departing Shannon Doherty, and takes on the role as vixen bad girl Valerie Malone. Very different character than Kelly Kapowski. Very different attitude. Amber Malone? You want my opinion? Well, I mean, she wasn't in high school, so here's of what she it comes was, down right? to, Craig. Right. What are you into? All right, yeah. If you're into the nice girl next door, okay, Kelly Kapowski. Got it. If you're into the bad girl who's smoking pot and no one knows, yeah. and wearing clothing that may not be that appropriate, okay, sir. Who sneaks over Dylan McKay's house and says, "Let's do it," okay. Then she's your girl. Got it. Same person, mm-hmm. two very different characters. She is. Uh, how about this? You want you want to feel old just for a second? Go ahead. She's about to turn fifty. What? How about that? Kelly Kapowski's going to be fifty. Kelly Kapowski is about to be fifty. I think it says years old. I think it says a lot about your personality based on if you choose Kelly or if you choose Valerie. Very different. Very, same person. Well, it also Very depends different. how old you are. If you're a thirty-year-old guy watching Saved by the Bell, it's sick. No, when you were a kid growing up, so you're, you're like my age, like Lugie's age. Yeah, but like if, if you're a twenty-five-year-old and have a thing for a uh, Kelly Kapowski, that's a problem. Well, no, I She's know. She's in high school, you sick freak. Yeah, but who was watching Saved now, by the Bell when it came out? If you have a thing for Valerie Malone, that's okay. The little vixen, <laughs> as you put it, yeah. maybe that's more acceptable. I don't know. I never saw Valerie Malone. Don't know the character. Oh, yeah. Listen out, you know bro. What sucks for someone like that. Like you, you always think, like really attractive people, life's just automatically easy. And for some, it is. Let's be honest, right? But if you if you peek to the American public in like your late teens, early twenties, and she was clearly a sex symbol for a lot of young guys growing up in that era, right? Mm-hmm. If you wake up one day and you're 35 and you got, you know, the obvious signs of aging. At 35? Like you're not you're not you're not rocking the bikini the way you used to. Maybe you've had a couple kids and you know, you're breastfed so your boobs aren't the way you want them to be. And you know, you you, know, you haven't lost all the baby weight. You know, and you know, you're no longer that oh my god, a hot model at 19. I kind of feel bad for you. Do you? Yeah, it's a tough way to go. You got to reinvent yourself. As what? A uh, hot uh, fat girl? Because <laughs> they're very, I know a lot of very attractive big girls. Well, no, as like a One mom- of my best friends in college was uh, like Marge is in charge and was one of those beautiful women I've ever met facially. Right. 
Unfortunately, she just had a problem. I think we called it a Twinkie-itis. <laughs> don't we all And I don't blame her because I got the same problem. <laughs> I was going to say, you have that. Yeah, my metabolism is just faster than hers. I think you reinvent yourself as an attractive mother in her early 40s. Yeah. And play roles of that regard. You go, you'll milf rolls, right? You go milf rolls, yeah. Like, who's the hot mom that uh, you know, talks back to the principal? Yeah. She could have done that. One I don't know what the hell she did, did after those two parts, though. Honestly, I think it was... That I was think it. she got married and had kids. That was it. Hold on, I'll tell you what she did, ready? Well, she came back on the reboot of Saved by the Bell playing herself. Oh, did she? (laughs) Well, she's got two kids, Harper and Holt. Oh, nice. Uh, What's the last thing she did? Let's take a look. I'm telling you, the the last thing she did is the Saved by the Bell reboot that they did. Come on. I guarantee, if you look up her resume, the last thing she did was like two years ago, Saved by the Bell redo. It is. She was in 2000's Ladies Man. Hey, Tommy, do me a favor, book her on the show, will you? Thanks, buddy. Which character do you think she liked more, Val or Kelly? I think uh, I kind of view her the way I would view horrendous example, uh, Miley Cyrus. When you're playing the role of a America's Girl Next Door, somewhat goody two shoes, yes, you know, straight and narrow. You, the first chance you get to play the bad girl, I think you probably love that. It. She likes that, and more. same for guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're always the good guy, good. Like take Denzel Washington. Denzel was always the good guy. And then all of a sudden, training day came along, and he became a badass, you know what? And we love that. And he was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, what? The problem is... Denzel is is a badass bad guy. Problem is, Kelly is a good girl, a little overrated. She she cheated on Zach. Do you remember that scene? Okay. With the guy who worked at the the Max? No. That's a bad one. I wasn't really into that show that much. Yeah. Okay. She let him seduce him. Her. Didn't like that. Why would you cheat on Zach like that? Maybe he dumped his ass at the prom. Maybe Zach cheated on her first. Did he though? He always had that big brick size cell phone. <laughs> he, <though. did. laughs> he was the first guy on TV with a cell phone or a portable phone, whatever it was. Okay, okay. That's my Denzel impersonation. That was a nice okay. attempt. Nice attempt. You know, that's a, I get the solid Denzel. Okay, but you're only saying one word. That's the only word I can say. That's like, like my Bill Cosby okay. imitation of "Cause you see, all I say is that." Okay. <laughs> Cause you see. Okay. <laughs> It's like they're actually in the room. It's crazy. <laughs> Is it not? Like, close yeah. your eyes. Ready? Close yeah. your eyes. You tell me who's hosting the show. Okay. Could you see? Okay. Could, could, mean, you, could you see? <laughs> By the way, this is better than mine. <laughs> this, is, this is way better than yours. Oh, thank you. Uh, I now read to you a letter to our program director from a guy named Michael uh, Exit in uh, Skillman, New Jersey. Dear Mr. Eskin. That's Spike's last name. I realize you have a need to add new talent and fresh faces to the team to replace older, retiring folks, etc. Just like any sport. Can I have some reading music? Sports team or business? How do you define reading music, yeah, by the way? Know, let me know. You know it's instrumental, slow music. Or jazzy stuff. By the time he finds it, you'll be done. Probably. 100%. The objective is always to get better. But just like the Yankees newbies of a few years ago, they are just not big league material. You have substantial amounts of airtime given to Chris McGonigal, Keith McPherson, and he wrote his name again, but he meant Tommy. I mean, it's clear. He wrote Chris McGonigal's name twice? He wrote Chris McGonigal twice. Maybe that's how much he hates him. But no, he's he clearly is referencing Chris, Keith, and Tommy. Okay. You'll trust me on that. Yeah. Um, three amateurs. Oh. <laughs> Aside from just being loud, almost like a teenage girls screeching loud, oh. arrogant, and self-centered. Wow. Their voices sound like the DJs on my college radio station. You know the old line about some hosts have faces made for radio? 
these guys have voices made for silent movies. <laughs> bad voices and bad talent. I used to complain about Steve Summers with groan-inducing puns, sleep-inducing content, that horrendous Lower East Side accent. Oh, my God. Wow. But at least he was knowledgeable and at times even clever. These guys are not. Sorry, Mr. Eskin. These new guys are not interesting nor a compelling listen. Sincerely yours, Michael. Well, I guess I'll go to Tommy first. Your thoughts on what Michael wrote about your performances here on the radio. Well, Michael, uh, yes, my voice sometimes is a little bit uh, annoying. I'll give you that. Okay. But you know what? I think I'm loud. I'm passionate. And I got to re- defend myself. Big Mac and Keith here. Yeah. Young guys bringing the passion, bringing the noise. Not for everybody, okay. but we're the new wave. We're here. All right. And let me go to Big Mac now. Your response to Michael, who, by the way, hails from Skillman, New Jersey. And uh, to his credit, he at least wrote a letter. He didn't go on social media. He decided to write something down. I respect that. Go yeah. ahead. Your thoughts Suck on it. There you go. There you go. All right. I think uh, that speaks for itself. Are you going to try to change what you guys do to make Michael happy? No. 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 I'm very pleased with Did myself. Did Spike respond to this letter? I Probably not, right? Well, I don't know. First of all, he gave it to you. I'm yeah, assuming. but I think a program director should respond to every letter he gets. No, I think he does, by the way. Because he's told me that in the past. Wouldn't you be honored, though, if you're Big Mac or Lugie yeah, or Keith? I think so. That he you stood went... out enough for a guy to know your names and remember. I wasn't yeah. even going to. Well, they didn't know Lugie's name. Yeah, he wrote he, Big he, Mac's he, name twice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say more that he put down a legend in Steve Summers. Yeah, so like if you're, he didn't... you're in the same category as a guy yeah. with a 30-year career. That's, yeah. I mean, you guys, yeah. we should all be so lucky, right? That would be my first takeaway. I mean, like, wow. I've had a 30-year career, but you guys right. at this stage would be lucky to have. You'd sign up for that right now. Sure. Yeah, be hated, but get paid. Yeah. And they put, that guy put Lugie, Big Mac, and Keith in the same sentence yeah. as the Schmoozer. And to show you, I'm just not poking in front of these guys. Reading music, please. I now go to uh, I Hate You, letter number two, from Rabbi, uh, I don't know, Sochich. Uh-oh. To Evan Roberts and Craig Carton. What'd we do? i tell you. Today on the radio, I heard you both condone cheating in sports. How about that? Wow. Whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl, Basketball Championship, World Series, or Stanley Cup, even if it means banging on garbage cans <laughs> and deflating footballs. Are you also condoning steroids, illegal gambling, like by Pete Rose, betting on his team, using sticky substances uh, in the fall by pitchers? Do you allow your kids to cheat on tests <clears throat> as long as they don't get caught? Evan, you are a role model that listeners look up to, <laughs> except this one. Oh. Your kids are very vulnerable and can l- learn the wrong lesson from what you say on the air. Are we supposed to look up to Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa as a s- summer teacher and counselor in school and camp? I protest and condemn. What you said on the airwaves on WFAN, you should apologize and explain yourself. And that's courtesy of uh, a rabbi. All right, go ahead and apologize, well, Craig. He said Evan. He so. said you too. Well, at the end, it was just about you. So should I apologize? I, If you want to apologize, if not, don't. But I just want to let people know we do get your letters. Feel free to keep on sending them. Uh, I'll read them on the air. Now, we've got a choice. We can go the Anthony Wrecker route. 
which is, you're misquoting me. <laughs> yeah. You heard me out of contact. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm you know, sorry. Anthony Recker embarrassed himself by apologizing. Yeah. So now listen, sometimes you say things that you need to apologize for. It's not a of blanket course. statement. No, absolutely. But when you, you're talking about a heavy set pitcher needs to get in the gym, you're right. And you don't have to apologize for that. Plus, the way he said it was kind of lame well, anyway. You know what also? He was like, I love the guy. I mean no disrespect. He's great, but get in the gym. The other thing I saw that's kind of funny is, remember how sometimes Boomer will bully us and say, you us. didn't play the sport. You know, what the hell well, do that, you guys know? The whole know? NARP thing that right. his buddy's daughter came up with. Okay, yeah. so we know what Boomer does. Yes. You're not an athletic regular person. I saw, I think it was Stroman or Manoa, I'm not sure which one, or maybe both of them, started bullying Anthony Recker for sucking as a major leaguer. Nice. Like, Anthony Recker, say what you want about his major league career. He He was a backup catcher, whatever. He made the major leagues, right? Yes, he did. Which means he's a pretty damn good athlete. 0.006 of uh, baseball players in this country. So, So here's what we should all feel good about. They were bullying him for not being good. Yes. Which means, like, Greg Maddox could bully Manoa and Stroman for, yeah, but you guys aren't Hall of Famers that have won ERA crowns yeah. and Cy Young. Sure. Like, there's different levels of... Of course there are. It's like you bullying me. You're not an athlete. You're my partner. But I'm a worse athlete. Yeah, no, no, but I would never... Bull- I thought you meant radio-wise. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, man. I meant as an athlete. Like, there's these levels of athleticism where we like to bully the other person. And we're seeing guys bully major leaguers who just weren't good. Right. That is very true. It's like there's a hierarchy of bullying. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, uh, I did call Rabbi uh, Sochich, and uh, three times we called him. Yeah. And uh, three times he did not answer the phone. So we're not going to hide from you. Keep the letters coming. Did we call the fans of uh, me, Tommy, and Keith, or no? I no phone number. Ah, uh, and I, I mean, I'm sure I could find it online, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, that's your fight, not mine. I'm just I, pointing out that you guys suck. Well, I do want to <laughs> say that I received the greatest compliment I've ever had in my life last week after a show, early in the morning, from somebody listening, from a tw- uh, someone on Twitter. All right, what they say? They said, "Listening to C Mac is like ordering a number seven at McDonald's with a horrid, with an orange high C." It's food for the soul. That's wow, the nicest that. thing magical anyone has ever said about me. Yeah, the guy had no I'm a number followers. seven at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if whatever makes that guy happy, that's, man. That's that was it's as all nice relative, as it gets. right? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.